Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Today's episode of Pimp Panther Rants and other sports brands podcast is brought to you by the Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink without the vowels. You know, basically it's sportsdrink, you know, it's S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. I'll ask you to close the door behind you or try not to let the fuck out. Welcome to another episode of Pit Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast. Lot Harris, your host. Happy Tuesday, guys. Excuse me. I know yesterday we um, uploaded my Friday's podcast where I talked about, you know, the expansion and, of course, summer 2001. And, you know, one one of my followers actually mentioned some other songs I have to talk about. Uh, who is that person? I, I got to give him credit for this. Let me see here. Ah, uh, yes. My man Patrick J at Supercuts PP. Mentions, uh, let me blow your mind. But of course, he mentions Jagged Edge, where the party at, and of course that Gorilla song, with dealt with Del Clint Eastwood. You know, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Uh, I do remember that. Yeah, pretty much that song by Jagged Edge was, I, a lot of ways, that was pretty much the song of the summer. Um, and yeah, we need to. Uh, but of course, let me blow your mind from even Gwen Stefani. Supposedly that was at PNC or whatever. PNC, that was Kevin Kevin Young's uh, walk up song. My first pirate game, I think. What year was that? Was that two thousand three? When was my first pirate game? Two thousand. I think two thousand two was. I went to the game in two thousand three and almost got kicked out. Well, I got a whole bunch of people in trouble because I was drunk and I was acting like an, I was acting like a moron, and of course, those same people I talked to at, on Panther Lair, uh, I kept asking when they're having those, the big tailgate parties, and of course, <laughs> they 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 wanted nothing to do with me after that, and I felt kind of bad, and you know, looking back, yeah, I wasn't an asshole, and I can see why they would not want to um, associate with me because I was because I was a I was drunk and I couldn't handle my liquor. Or my beer at that at that, case, at that point. But let's take a look at what's been going on. Now there's a bunch of guys on the pit front. They got a bunch of commits. I haven't really... I guess I missed a lot of them. Well, that, it happens. Uh, let's see. They got an offensive lineman. Let's see. Philip Daniels. I may have talked about it earlier, but whatever. Offers from BC and Minnesota, Purdue. So pretty good, pretty good sheet there of offers. I mean, that's enough to enough to there. Then of course their their latest one, Lamar Seymour, a wide receiver from Florida. Offers from Miami, Auburn, UCF, 
Colorado, Georgia, Georgia Tech. I mean, he had, all, I mean, pretty good, pretty good offer sheet. And also another Florida kid, Jesse Anderson. I think I may have missed him as well. Offers uh, from Pittsburgh, Maryland, Boston College, Illinois, Indiana, Louisville, Wake Forest. So obviously he's an, you know, ACC type of player. Then there's Ty Ray, offensive tackle from Florida. Pitt, Pitt, you know, there's Indiana offered him. Syracuse, Florida State. No, there's no offer for Florida State. Never mind. But it did have an offer for Indiana and some Florida schools. Pitt currently, their overall ranking is 32. They're never, they're never have a top 25 class. I mean, I mean, they they've had some here and there, but they're consistently never going to have a top 25 class. It's just how that is. But if you look at the the breakdown by state, they got six kids from Florida, four from Ohio, two from Pennsylvania, one from District of Columbia, one from Georgia, one from New Jersey, one from Tennessee. And let's see, offensively they got let's see one, two, let's see, well special teams four, and that could be athlete, that could be anybody, athletes, whatever. But um, overall, in the South, Pitt's got eight players from the South. And, you know, in some, kind of somewhere in the Northeast, they're still hanging out. Because they got, you know, guys from, you know, they got four from Ohio, two from PA, and one from Jersey, one from D.C. So they're still, well, actually, they got, let's see. Oh, yeah, it, it got, yeah, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee. I mean, you can probably, oh, yeah, basically, you can... DC, I I don't know. I kind of that's weird because the Mason Dixon line I think is like was Pittsburgh and uh, it's between Pennsylvania and Baltimore. That's like one part of it because I, I remember crossing the Mason Dixon line when I would go to Ocean City. So I guess you can you can um, I call DC Northeast, and the reason why is I live in Texas and. I don't know. I mean, DC's so far up there. I don't really consider them the South. I mean, I don't really consider. I mean, I just consider Maryland the South. But I mean, if you go to Baltimore, as you see, it doesn't really feel like it. Well, Baltimore doesn't feel like it. But I mean, there is. But then again, there is that stretch from uh, Breezewood to Baltimore. That stretch, that stretch of seventy, where you can definitely tell that it is kind of you know it looks southern. But I mean, is it? Does it look any different from any country parts of Pennsylvania where you drive on eighty or seventy six? You know, especially you know if you're when you're when you're going past Greensburg into Delmont and all that, Indiana. Or it just does have a different different feel because you're crossing the Mason Dixon line. I, I don't know. Or maybe it's because you can buy alcohol and you know in gas stations. I mean, I think you can in Maryland now. I think you're we're able to, are able to. I know at least I, that's why I love about going to Ohio is I can go to Giant Eagle and go buy buy beer. And thank God, you know Pennsylvania has moved up in that part of the world. They've had to move up. I mean, if you want a six pack of beer, shoot, you can go to Walgreens or uh, even a gas station if you're that much of a jam and go get go go grab something. Whereas back in the day, I, I you know we had to go to beer distributors and 
states. Well, still, I think you still have to go to state stores for liquor, unless that's unless that changed. But yeah, I mean, my dad would go to the beer distributor, get his cases of beer for uh, you know, or Philpus Cooler for the Little League game, you know, so they can party afterwards. And of course, fireworks too. I mean, maybe I think I think is, is fireworks legal in Maryland? Let me see. Maybe that's what gives me the the, the southern vibe. Fireworks legal Maryland. Okay, it's they're they're illegal. But I think maybe I think maybe Maryland gave me that whole. Um, I think the whole southern part of vibe of Maryland was when when we would cross the state lines and we'd see the fireworks shops all you know that were up. I think that's what, that's what did it for me, because knowing that the, the fireworks, you know, I always had this feeling that fireworks were legal in the South, no matter where you went. Actually, they're they're illegal in Texas, but people light them off anyway. I think they're allowed to sell them, but. Just don't get caught with them, or don't have the neighbor that's gonna that's gonna call the cops on you. Because there's a good chance that your neighbors probably are dog owners, and or have young kids. Young kids isn't so bad, but usually the ones that own dogs get pissed off the most because once those dogs hear those booms. And cats too, they get they get freaked out. And then you got and then of course you gotta deal with that. I mean, you can deal with a kid in some ways over the fireworks. Cause you're just like, yeah, it's just fireworks, no big deal, go back to sleep. A dog, on the other hand, you can't tell a dog, hey, uh, hey uh, hey hey speck. It's just a freaking uh, it's just a firework. Don't worry about don't worry about a dog. You can't tell Fluffy the cat that it's a you know that's just a stupid firework because they're not going to be able to comprehend it. Excuse me, I'm again, I'm I'm grabbing I'm at the fridge grabbing the rest of my smoothie I made. Now I had a friend on Facebook who made a rant about how he said married couples get pets because instead of kids because they want to avoid responsibility of raising a child and. Now, this was before politics took over Facebook and people became political. And so what you have was these weird, these, one of these, weird, some of the weird takes. And that was pretty much one of the weirder ones because owning a pet is responsibility in itself because, well, I mean, because you can, exp- I mean, explain the uh, rehoming of pets all the time where people just, you know, one thing you don't do is you buy your kid a, a, a dog for Christmas or for birthday because he's going to get tired. He's going to get sick of the novelty. And next thing you know, you're rehoming a dog. How the hell did I go from pit recruiting this to northern southern territories to dogs, to dog ownership? Oh, no, fireworks. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, the fire, you know. I guess that's kind of how, you know, I got that whole southern thing. I 
I just saw a tweet pop up my, on my timeline, and it's not political related. It's just something else. We really need football and st- to start back up because I just find that people are logging in here and they're just finding random things to be pissed off over. But anyways, uh, let's see. Uh, Heinz Field is no more. You know, people are really upset over this. Oh, so there were secret meetings. I have to read this too, but the secret meetings of UC, USC, UCLA. ACC was supposedly talking to West Virginia. <clears throat> okay, so the ACC was... Uh, we're wondering if it was stable to add West Virginia. And they were talking about adding USC. Um, God, the ACC was asleep at the will. Yeah, they should have. I mean, if that's the case, ACC should have pounced on USC. I can't believe I'm talking expansion shit again. Interesting stuff, and now I'm flying off topic. Now, if the ACC was contemplating adding USC... Adding, you know, go expanding west. Well, they still can. They can add Oregon and U- Oregon and Washington if they really wanted to. They could do that. But I mean, what else? Could, what else could they add? I don't know. But let's get back to what I was supposed to be talking about. Oh, oh yeah, Heinz changed. Heinz is no longer some sort of. Financial firm type of name, Acrosure. Who cares? I mean, it doesn't really matter. And I'm seeing people say, oh, it's not going to be the same. You know, I mean, people are really deeply affected by this. I mean, people are, are, are affected over the fact there's no more ketchup bottles. Who gives a shit? I mean, things, you know, things change. I mean, if I'm going to a, to a game at Heinz, Especially Steer game. I'm watching the Steelers play. I'm enjoying myself, and I'm not. I'm not worried about the damn ketchup bottles coming down. And with the Steer games, the Three Rivers, Empire games. I mean, there's stuff. I'm, there's stuff I used to that I didn't. I didn't. That didn't. That, you know, that didn't carry over to Heinz. I mean, the um, the the light bright scoreboard from uh, Three Rivers didn't carry over. So like when they would do those, you know. The cheers and stuff, or the drawings of you know, of a football player hugging a football using the um, jumbo, you know, using the light bright jumbotron. I mean, that didn't carry over. Instead, we got you know, if, instead we got some steel worker carrying a chain and slamming something, and saying first, you know, the, the signal first down or some crap like that. I don't know. It's been it's been over a decade since I've been on game at Heinz Field. I, you know, my dad my dad has season tickets, but I haven't been back really to. Go see one. But, I mean, that's just... I mean, life goes on, folks. We all know that, and you know that. Alright, let's go into some other stuff here. I'm going to close up this podcast. I got like 15 minutes out of it. I did see that Zach Wilson, uh, just quarterback Zach Wilson, and I guess his girlfriend broke up, and supposedly 
she spilled the beans that he was sleeping with his mom's best friend. Um, I'm actually surprised more and more these these athletes aren't doing this. And I think it's a good move and a strategic move. Because if I'm an athlete, why not just go to the 35 and over pool or 40 and over pool for, you know, in terms of dating or friends with benefits type of thing? Because there's a good chance that, um, you know, there's a good chance they can have kids, you know. Their tubes, tubes are more likely tied. And they'll, and they'll, they'll have the, um, excuse me, I'm ah, fumbling. And they all have their own money, most likely, as well. I mean, I'm sure the woman that uh, Zach Wilson was, you know, you know, the mom's best friend, I'm sure she has her own money. I mean, I think it's a good idea. I don't, I see nothing wrong with that. I mean, why mess with somebody, why mess with an Instagram groupie or something like that who probably doesn't have their own money? They may have it, but it's just not enough. I mean, that's what I would do. I mean, that's just, that's a great idea because you avoid, you avoid, I mean, you, you avoid, you know, some sort of uh, pregnancy. And then that can hold you over until you meet the actual person you want to settle down with. I mean, I think Zach, what, is, what Zach Wilson did was genius. As for his mom's best friend, now that it's been blown up, it kind of sucks for her because, well, she lost a friendship, more than likely. I mean, if you're banging your uh, best friend's son, I mean, that's, yeah, it's kind of bad. Enough. Well, he's an adult, but still, you know, it's still a bad, it's obviously going to be a bad look. I mean, when I was, I mean, I'm 43 now. I mean, when I went, when I went back in the dating pool after Lord knows how long. I mean, I have plenty of, um, I, had, I had girls half my age that were interested in me and they were their early 20s. Pretty, very pretty girls. I just didn't think, well, what, what, I was like, what does a girl that age, a woman that age, one with a guy like me who's 43, three kids, a whole bunch of other mess. Well, they wanted a guy, they just basically wanted a sugar daddy, and I'm I'm more of a splendid daddy. And from my perspective, I have nothing in common with these, you know, I'm not going to have anything in common with these people other than the physical, and I, you know, I really... Don't have the budget to be paying people school loans and whatnot. The rent. I don't have that kind of job. And I'm, I just don't think it's just something I would do. But, you know, for Zach Willis, I mean, I'm you know, like I said, you know, if you're trying to avoid this, you know, get, you know, and cougars aren't, you know, they're, um, I mean, sure, there are no spring chickens, but a lot of them, there's some pretty good-looking ones and plenty of them. So, you know, why not? I think what Zach did was genius. 
right, let's wrap this up here. I got three packs of Collector's Edge Football, the rookie update. Uh, and this one, you can pull the, the Ronnie Lott autograph. Now, I've already opened some of these, and let's be honest with you. I mean, it, this, you get six cards, and it's just these cards are just trash. I think the best card I've gone, maybe. Oh, I got, I got a Tony Saka card, but let's see with this first pack. This I'm opening three packs. Let's see. I got a Kurt Barber, rookie linebacker. Oh, a Joe Montana. Jimmy Smith from the Cowboys, wide receiver. Another Kurt Barber. Ooh, two Kurt Barbers in one pack. Ooh, Tommy Maddox. Tommy Gunn. And Lewis Billups. Tommy Maddox, when he, I think, yeah, this was when they drafted Tommy Maddox because they thought John John Elway was washed. At least Dan Reeves thought, I, I think, is what it was. But Dan Reeves eventually got fired and smarter people prevailed and kept Elway. And eventually they won two Super Bowls. They should have won three, but of course they choked, they choked against Jacksonville in that one, that one year. All right, pack number two. Edgar Bennett from the Packers. Steve Israel. Let me take a look at this back. Yep, Pittsburgh. Derek Brown. Vaughn Dunbar. Yeah, I remember when he was in, uh, oh, Rich Gannon. And Tony Saka. Wow. Edgar Bennett was part of those Packer teams. We all know who Tony Saka is. Von Dunbar, I remember, I had, a, I had a high hopes for him as when he got drafted. Him and Rashawn Salam were two that I really liked. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. All right, let's go with pack number three. Now, I am looking for basketball cards still to open. So I'm looking for packs to buy. It's a pain in the ass because a lot of these cards, NBA on the resale values is pretty big. All right, let's take a look at this one now. Darren Woodson, the the hero from the uh, Super Bowl. Roger Craig. In a Vikings uniform. Bumps Pitulski. Don't know who he is. Chess McLaughlin. Marco Coleman and Mark Wheeler. So imagine like spending like $2 on a pack of cards. Because supposedly these were really good cards. They were rare supposedly. And you get that type of mess. And I spent $20 on that box. So numbers 24 packs. Which, you know, back in the day, a box of, this, box of that would probably have been a lot more than that. I think I got two more packs in here. Oh, I got three more, guys. You know what? Let's just uh, open these last three packs. Then I'm going to get to... Um... Oh, yeah, I have to get to the summer 2001. I have to revisit that. Thanks to um, one of my um, colleagues... Because we have to re-revisit that again. So let's go and open these last three packs. And then I'm about to buy a box. I'm about to buy one of those card boxes and dump these things in them. All right, we got Corey Harris. Leon Searcy. A Steeler. 
Brad Muster, Tracy Scroggins, Mark Booty, and Neil Anderson. The Neil Anderson cards were worth them. You know, that was weird. But that's when the Steelers salary cap woes started. It was when uh, we um, we could no longer draft. I mean, uh, we drafted Searcy and we let him go because we couldn't afford him after that. And that's when the salary cap woes started for the Steelers because we were getting all these good players and they were doing well. And we couldn't we couldn't afford to keep them. But we always, but the Steelers drafted so well that they can replace them, and then eventually the the well just you know. The well just ran dry at one point, <clears throat> if I remember correctly. I mean, when you lose Rob Woodson, Darren Perry, Cornell Lake, guys like that, it makes it's life's hard. I mean, Greg Greg Lloyd started to age. You know, all right, let's get the rest of these: R- Ricky Irvins, Shane Collins, Dale Carter. Robert Brooks, he was a good receiver from the Packers. And Johnny Mitchell, a tight end for the um, Jets. All right, one, we got one more pack. Yep, last pack. Who do we get? Yeah, this is it. Last pack of cards. Jason Hansen, who played forever. Charles Mann, Marquez Pope, another Jason Hansen. Oh, cool. Robert Jones and Quentin Corriott. So other than the Montana and the handful, just a pack of shit. It was basically a box of shit. Oh, well. All right, let's get to this. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Let's try it. Testing, testing. Okay. I actually just, I, I realized I was on pause, but let's, let's do this. I had to bring this back up. Jagged Edge for the party at featuring Nelly. Yeah, if there was ever a song of the summer 2001, this would probably be it. I mean, pretty much you heard this song everywhere, I remember. Uh, for me, we used to go to this fraternity at CMU the party. Uh, Carnegie Mellon, that is. And they always, the parties always ended at, new, at midnight, usually 11, because they, 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 they either had to study or had class early in the morning. But. This is one of the songs that blared out of their out of their frat house. Yep. And of course, you went anywhere else. This song was blaring. All right, let's go to the next one here. Uh, we got to do this one too. I hope no ads come up for this one. Ah, uh, here we go. Oh, yeah, it doesn't. Cool. Oh, 
I remember this came out, and I remember people thought people were, were amazed by this. And I think what really made it was uh, Della Funky Homo Saping appeared in this. And I think, uh, what was it? When did Deltron get released? Yep. Yeah, Deltron 33 came out in uh, 2000. And then he was post-released the, the, the sequel to uh, Deltron 33. And he didn't release it for probably a good... 13, it took him 13 years. Remember, Gorillas had that whole like cartoon type of thing going for them on their videos, and it was awesome. And you know, they had some other hits as well. But yeah, I had to, I had to cover those two, and I'm sure there was a lot more than this. Other was there was a play, play more hits, but you know, ones I remember very vividly. I'm trying to think. Was there anything else? Oh, we can't forget Lincoln Park. I mean, Lincoln Park was, was was still big at that time. They had some. I believe they had some tracks during that summer as well. They were pretty. You know, they were, I mean, yeah, they definitely did. Yeah, they did. If I'm and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna re uh, I'm not gonna revisit those today. Anyways, guys, it's been fun. Hell to pit. Talk to you later. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.